Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we are talking about why you need gay friends. Yes, queen. How you make friends, Mm -hmm. how you hold on to them, and when to let them go. And at the very end of this episode, we're going to be talking about the very most important detail about friendships. So stay tuned and let's get into it. Having gay friends in your life is just fabulous. They're out, they're confident, they give no fucks, and they can bring a lot of value and change your perspective. I think gay friends are important for gay people. Yes. And they're important for everyone. A good person in your life that is going to love a drag queen, that is going to love Jennifer Coolidge. Love Jennifer Coolidge. As Jennifer Watch Coolidge says, drag race. she says, the gays just know how to do things. Gay people are fun. They are fun. A little bit more aware of the trends. Well, you're also different, right? You live a different life. You think non-traditional. Non-traditional. You think outside the box. Yeah. And you question certain things, whether you need to do this or not. The best and the strongest female vocalists mm. of our time all love the gays and the gays love them. Yeah, like Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Taylor Dua Lipa, Swift. Tay-Tay. And, you know, Kim Petras, I'm obsessed with Kim oh, Petras. Kim Petras, love a slut pop. And I actually listened to an interview that she had on Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. And she said in the interview that Sam Smith, like, you know, really made her and like gave her this platform. But I'm like, girl, I've been listening to you for decades. Like she was playing in the gay clubs in New York City. When I was I w- at them. I used to work at the Abbey as a go-go boy and she performed one of her first hits, I think it was, I don't want it all, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember everyone was like gagging over her then. And I was like, who is this girl? And look at her now today. She's like a gay icon. Gays are just on top of the new music, the new trends, the new fashion. They try things. They try things first. They're leaders. Well, what do you love about being gay? I feel very, very into with my emotions. As a gay person, I feel more like an advocate. I feel like I stand up for more people Mm. and I feel like I stand up for myself Mm. more. I don't know. I just feel like I'm different, but I celebrate my difference. Yeah. What I love most about being gay would be that I can be different. I can wear like fuck off massive glasses. I can wear like a glitter top. I can wear like, not saying that anyone can't wear a glitter top, but I feel confident in wearing that and like will own that. And like just being fabulous and doing fun things and thinking outside the box and gay brunch. You can go to a drag bingo. You can go to like drag performances and support the community as well to like celebrate you being gay. I think gay guys and gay women and gay people in general have awareness of the power of community. And good morals. And and like they're advocating for change and for representation. And they're on the right side of history, fighting for the right thing. Correct. Let's chat about being a gay male for us and also making gay friends. Yeah. We recently had a trip to Sydney and I think it was an interesting experience for us because we felt a difference in Melbourne to Sydney gays. Yeah. And it was very hard to even strike up a conversation with the gays. Yeah. No one wanted to even talk to us or look at us. A lot of people compare Sydney to Los Angeles. And I do think that it's very different. And it's similar and different in the sense of the gay community because you can go out in West Hollywood and strike up a conversation with anyone. And half the time they'll be like, ew, get away. Or they'll be like, hey, yeah, sit down. Like, let's hang. Let's like vibe. Let's chat. Or you'll be on the dance floor and they'll root for you and they'll be like, yes, fuck yeah, it. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, if you're like backing it up, people are like chanting Dancing. your name and like yeah. dancing around you. 
And then in Melbourne, you do have a more, I think, approachable community where you can actually go and talk to different people and people would actually be willing to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. My, my experience in Sydney, especially at a place like the Beresford or... Um, Universal or ARC or whatever, is that people are friendly, yeah. but they're very much in their groups. They're very clicky. Clicky. Yeah. It's like, I, I know my people and there's I'm like, going to hang out with like my people. There's different to my circles. People. Yeah. yeah. And we had gone up for a friend's birthday and we didn't really know anyone in Sydney that was there that weekend. And we went on an adventure together. We're like, let's just go let's out. Let's just go out and get a drink. Let's get some, some food. Be so anyway, social. We were the only ones eating at the Bear's Part. <laughs> well, it was also four o'clock kind of, and we're having a pizza. I was hangry. Okay. But then we eventually had a drink and some music came on and we luckily ran into a, a friend of, of ours yeah. from Melbourne. And then the introduction started, but then it kind of was like a discussion about what their life's how has it changed since moving from Melbourne to Sydney in the gay community? And everyone pretty much had the same thing to say, which was very hard to make friends. And he also said to us, everyone that knows that he has moved from Melbourne to Sydney said to him, are you going to become a Sydney gay now? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? And he was great. He was like, I already am that bitch girl. Yeah. You know, but it's like people have this perception of how a gay person should look in a certain city. Which makes it so much harder to make friends. Well, making friends is never easy. No, and it's so hard. Sometimes it is easier than others. And there are some, like, I think, ways to go about it. Okay, so let's talk about some ways in which you can make friends. Okay, so to make a friend, would you suggest going on Grindr and, like, looking for friends? I would say yes. Okay. Because... I think it doesn't always need to be sexual. I think people have a motive or an agenda on that app. Yes. But I feel like, I mean, maybe people have made lifelong friends on that app. I don't know. But it's just, it's not a social media app like Instagram to Grindr. What is the difference in one, sharing pics, two, striking up a conversation? Three, it's just a stigma or a label to Grindr for sex. Right. It's the same as Instagram or Twitter or threads. There's Bumble, right? There's Bumble that has Bumble Friends or whatever it's called. Bumble BFF. Bumble BFF. Yeah. And you can go on that. And we had a girlfriend in LA and she was trying to make some other girlfriends. And she had actually gone on, like set up all of these like friend dates on Bumble BFF. And half of the time- They wanted to date her. They wanted to date her. Yeah, she told us. And she was a straight woman with a boyfriend of 10 years trying to make some girlfriends in a new city. She ended up going out with this like bodybuilder. Yes. Who was this like- From her gym, I think. Yeah, she was like this massive, like incredible bodybuilder. And she was so excited because she was into, like they're both into fitness. And she's yeah. like, oh, I made like a gym buddy. But the bodybuilder did not want to be buddies. Nah, nah, nah. She wanted to She be, wanted to build her. Build her up. Build her up, girl. <laughs> um, um, but I think that's a good point. I think another great way to make friends is at a gym or finding a hobby that you love or participating in some social activity where- you have like-minded individuals. Yeah. Like a lot of times people have the stereotype about berries, right? But it's actually really fun. It's got really great trainers and it actually is challenging. And I, we have made some really good friends from it. We have made a lot of good friends from it. And just doing something that you enjoy doing, I think is really important. If you're a dancer, like you'd have a lot of dancer friends. Correct. Or if you're into Dungeons and Dragons and playing Pokemon and board games and creating that community, like that, you can really make really good friends mm. going to competitions and playing online. Yeah, play chess. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. But then you have people who are like on Twitch and playing online and playing like 
uh, video games. So what? there's many different ways to make friends. And once you've made them, yeah. how do you keep them? Well, you need to invest time into keeping friends. You need to check in on people when you can, make effort. You need to invest into your friendships. So say you made a friend at Barry's or at the gym or mm -hmm. at some kind of activity, like paint and sip. <laughs> like, right. do you just do those activities together? Well, I think that there is different levels of friendships that you can also make. Like you can connect with someone and then it can just be like that surface level connection where it's like you would see someone and just acknowledge them and say hello and acknowledge their existence like a good human being would. But then there is also those connections that you make that maybe you want to deepen or evolve that friendship with because you actually genuinely like that person yeah. and, and you leave feeling lifted up and good energy and like you got good vibes from them, which requires a lot more time and energy. You also have the issue of... I guess getting through that awkward phase because it's like, okay, it you, can you be go from awkward. like total strangers to like, oh, okay, we both recognize that we actually want to hang out a bit and like just to test this friendship out. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to get over that awkward. It's like an awkward date the first time you guys hang out, right? Correct. Especially when you are a gay man and you're in a gay relationship or a gay marriage. Oh, 100%. And then you go on another double date with another gay couple. I feel like you need to kind of set the expectations or the rules of your relationship. Yeah. Because there are different types of relationships today. You know, there is monogamy, there is polyamory, there is like all these different types of spectrums of relationships, which is completely fine. But sometimes people have an expectation or a, an idea of what the night is going to be or what it's going to entail. Maybe it's dinner and drinks and then something after. Yeah. So we had two episodes. One was on, can you be friends with your ex? And one was, we got ghosted. Yeah, we and did got ghosted. Friends, and on friends with the ex, we talked about how we went out to dinner with an old dating partner of yours uh -huh. and their new partner of many years yep. and we ended up going to dinner and we had this like really lovely time. We never covered it. Yeah. We had a really good time talking about like how hard it was to actually make gay friends. Yep. They had formed a really great relationship with um, a friend and then they learned that they just wanted to sleep with them. Correct. And then that was the end of the friendship. Because and that was sad because they were like, I like that person. I thought we had a good friendship. Yeah. So how to hold on to friends. Don't just try to jump into their bed. <laughs> yeah. Set the expectation. Yeah. So going out to dinner with those friends, that was an opportunity for us to get over that awkward bump, bump, right? That speed bump into friendship and like ended up having a great time and we'll hundred percent be friends with those guys for and sure. like hang out again. Uh -huh. And I think that it, is so awesome because I do definitely want more gay, gay couple friends. friends that are like similar to us that have similar experiences, life experiences. And we don't have to over explain everything that is going on in our life because they just get it. They just get it. AKA certain terms or certain slang words that are in the gay community that people just get it. Right. And like, it's not like something that you have to at all even talk about or acknowledge you just both have that shared experience or it's like when you're out and you know something's going down or you know something's going on you're like oh that's happening wink man. wink okay wink, got wink. it communication you know? without saying anything yeah yeah well even on the we got ghosted it's like we lost some friends and sometimes you don't have all the people in your life mm. for your whole life right well it's always like what's that saying some people in your life are just here for a, a, season, a season or a reason well 
I don't know what the reason is, but maybe it was a season. <laughs> <laughs> the older we get, the harder it is to make friends because everyone is so busy with their own lives and everyone has their own shit going on. It's sometimes hard to invest in new friendships. But it's important because I do think that like having a wide group of different types of friends is really valuable. And being able to hold on to those people is important. It takes a lot of work. You have to make plans. Yeah. You have to stick to the plans. You have to invest your energy. In. You have a lot of friends that you grew up with, actually. I've kept a lot of good friends that I've grown up with here yeah, because they're valuable. We invest time into each other and we understand each other for like, oh, sorry, I've been busy, babe. It's been a bit of a week, but we're always there. Yeah, I guess I haven't held on to that many childhood friends because I think that like my group of friends and the guys that I grew up with, mm -hmm. all of them were straight. Yeah. Like all of them. And they all got married and they all had kids and then they moved across the country. And I lost connection to most of them because you just outgrow people. We outgrew each other, but I also wasn't really authentically who I am today. Right. So I obviously changed quite a bit, but I never really gave them a full opportunity to get to know me either because I didn't know who I was. So for the friends that you love and that you really want to hold on to, the ones that you have built over a long time or ones that you've made recently and you got over that awkward phase of like, do we want to be friends or what, what is this? Um, how do you keep them? Like, how do you hold on to them really other than just assuming they'll be there? I think when you leave a friend or when you leave a connection or you leave a, bre a breakfast or a brunch or a situation with them, do you feel good? Do you feel happy? Are you uplifted? Are you drained? Did they suck the living daylights out of your time? <laughs> yeah. You know, because if you feel good yeah. and you feel happy and vibrant and they're giving you like their attention and your time, yeah. then you need to invest that back into them because it needs to be an equal partnership. To that point, I think that with each person and each like friend and relationship that you have in your life, I think if you look at it as like a cup of energy or of love and trust and yep. you know fulfillment, right? If a friend has constantly filled that cup up, right? And has just, it's just rich and full of just happiness and joy. And then some struggles happen and some obstacles are very challenging for that friend and they rely on you and they just, you know, you hang out with them and then you feel emotionally sucked dry, but that cup has been filled so much. It's overflowing. I can be there for my friend. You hang out with them again, again, drain, 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 but they've given me so much. They filled me up so much, but to the point where you start to feel like that cup is either empty draining too much or it's never been filled in the first place. Uh -huh. So I think that if you have friends that suck you dry and that, that suck all that energy out of you that never fill your cup up, even to start with, those are not the people that are going to be bringing you what you need. I agree. But to combat that, you can also, as a human being and as an individual, you can own your time and be like, I can't deal with this right now. I don't have the emotional bandwidth for this. Yeah. I'm going to pause and I'm just going to remove myself or just go MIA for a minute and regroup myself. Yeah. So I can, so I can be there to support that person. Yeah. And you have to be open in communication with, with your friends when you feel overwhelmed by them or if you feel loved by them or if you feel like appreciated or unappreciated. I think if you communicate that more, that's so good. You really know where you stand with someone and you know where they stand with you. Agree. And it's really like a relationship that you can constantly and actively hold on to. Yeah. Another thing that I think that can help you really hold on to and maintain friendships is 
calling out behavior. Mm. So say your friend's ignoring you and then you've invited them there, like invited to brunch like a million times mm. and they just constantly are too busy or they're just, you know, in their own world, whatever. I think rather than getting mad and saying like, oh, I'm all fucking over them because like they're just not present. They don't give a shit about me. I think you'd have more value in going to them saying, hey, like you've been ignoring my calls. You've been not wanting to hang out. Do you actually want to be my friend? Oh, no, I don't even have time for that. If they're like not into it, I'm not into it. Bye. But then you don't know what's going on in their life because they could also not even be aware that they're acting that way. Well, I would ask if that they're doing okay. And if they say, yeah, I'm good and they're going to keep mistreating me, well then bye. Okay. Well, I guess in the ghosting world, like on our episode, we got ghosted. I have some regret around how I let some of those relationships go Fair. because I felt like I should have held them more accountable. I should have, like, I have friends that I fully yes. cut off and then I fully like said, bye-bye, never see you again. Change my phone number, blocka, blocka, blocka. But I wish I would have held them a bit more accountable and been like, hey, I actually feel like you're a shit friend mm. that you're not giving me what I have given to you. And what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Yeah, I, I'm so anti-confrontational. I, I don't like that. fighting. I don't like getting in anybody's face, but I kind of do now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm the same. As I get older, I want answers. I need closure. Yeah, closure. Yeah. And with ghosting, no closure, right? No closure. And why ghost a friend? Like, because we're not dating. No, the thing is, is like when you hold people accountable and you communicate, you have less questions lingering. You know, you can have all the answers that you need. But also no one's that busy. To forget to text you back. No, Sorry. they just chose not to. Correct. Right. But so that's also an answer in itself. So that leads us into how to know when to let friends go. That is when you let it go. When they leave you on red, blocker, blocker, blocker. I think the main minimal requirement that you can ask for anybody mm. is just saying, how are you? Yeah. The bare minimum. Yeah. If you're not even getting the bare minimum, yeah. let them go. What's funny about letting people go mm. is... You know, it's it's a breakup and it's a difficult conversation. And I think people very often go with ghosting because they don't have to be accountable and they it's can just- It's non-confrontational. It's non-confrontational. But I think that sometimes it's easy because you both just dissolve, right? It's not a ghosting. It's just fading into, the, into black mm -hmm. and that's okay. But I think that happens when you both are being drawn in different ways or you both don't necessarily- are that, you know, in tune with one another or find that much value in one another. And it doesn't always have to be one-sided. It can be shared. Mm. Like I said, some people come into your life for a season or a reason. And if it's a reason and if you learned your lesson and they learned their lesson, that's okay. You move on and you go on to the next chapter of your life. Maybe otherwise then the universe will just keep giving you that same person until you learn the bloody lesson. Right. So if people are coming into your life that are bringing you down, that aren't lifting you up, that are, you know, if you feel well, you're like not getting what you want, but you just keep giving them your attention yeah, and you're feeling drained and you're like, I'm still investing my time into this person, but it's not right because you need to let it go quicker yeah. or earlier. Yeah. If that was happening to me, I think that it's not all these people who are the problem. I think I'm the problem because I'm not being more focused and intentional with my relationships and how, what I expect from other people. And yeah. that's how I also look at some other people where I think like, if you find yourself just encircled with a bunch of people who are not the right type, or you're constantly making friends that are not 
really giving you what you need or if you're dating the types of people that are always just constantly bringing you down like the problem isn't them yes they have problems and they need to fucking work All on red themselves flags, yeah. but they but the problem is with within yourself and recognizing that and behavior. recognizing that yeah. and being able to like really hold people accountable and hold yourself to a no standard of what you expect from people mm. and it doesn't have to be unrealistic. It can be things like I want friends and I want people in my life to celebrate my wins. I want to have support. That's why you want friends, right? Is to share life with them. Yeah. The good and the bad. Even from personal experience for me, like I have some girlfriends in my life who have only been a part of the most fun, memorable, crazy times, like growing up through college and going to film school and these girls that I spent all my time with and they ended up moving across the country and getting married and living their own life and I don't get to see them or talk to them very often but those friendships still are there in the background Mm. but we're also not like the closest of friends anymore and that has those those I feel like are some people that I've lost Mm. over time it's not goodbye forever like if we were to like soon yeah but sometimes (laughs) you you like live in the same city as someone and they move away you know and then you don't keep in touch with them it doesn't mean I mean, this is just an example of when people and when to let them go, because it's not like it has to always end on a negative. Yeah. It could be a positive thing that just kind of faded out. Yeah. And I think you said a really good point before is like, as you get older, you can also define or evaluate the types of friends you need and want in your life. Because as a kid or as you get older and you leave high school, you think you need to hold on to these friendship groups because that's the people you know. Yeah. But the older you get, your mindset changes, your perception changes, your values change and you can make new friends based on who you are at that time. Yeah. You know, hundred percent. And I think your friendship circle is also a good reflection of the person you have been throughout your life because you attract certain types of people at different points in your life. So what I wanted to talk about in this episode, and I think is one of the most important things Mm -hmm. in making friends and holding on to friends and just the whole focus of this chat. Okay. Is it's actually two points, not one. Okay. The first point, the first point is, is one of the most important things that you need in your friendships are people that look like you, Mm -hmm. that live similar experiences as you, that have shared experiences with you. And I mean that in the sense of, for us, I think we need gay friends. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be friends with other gay men that are in long-term relationships or single and people that have an interest in and an awareness of our community. And why that's valuable is because we can talk about our shared experiences. Well, we can also talk about topics that are relevant in the community that they understand. Right. And it, this, these types of conversations, I think we can have with all of our friends, whether no matter their Openly. sexual identity and their gender identity. But I feel like there's more discussion and setup on explanation. There's more understanding from the gays that yeah. understand what we've just gone Which through, they've gone through it, Correct. right? Yeah. And I think that if you are a woman who identifies as a lesbian, I think that it's important for you to have other women in your life that also identify the same as you. I think that you look at different communities within the LGBTQ plus spectrum, everyone within their own internal ex- expression and experience, it's important for them to have people that look like them. Correct. And I also think that the second point is not just about having people look like you, but really specifically having friends that don't. 
that have different experiences, that have different ways of living and expressions. And that I think is incredibly important because you need to know other lived points of view. And how other people live. Exactly. Because that's what brings so much richness. That's diversity. And diversity uh-huh. into your own life. Yep. You know, like you want to be a inclusive advocate for the LGBTQ plus community as a gay person. You can't really do that without having a really inclusive open mind to who you're encircling yourself. For sure. Uh You know? So I think that if you are gay or if you're straight or whatever your background is, if you just follow that as a simple rule, you'll end up having a really dynamic life. And it's because these friends, friends are life. You know, family is life. Friends make your life fun and make your life so dynamic with how they can, what wild rides you can go on together. But also that's a great point because, for example, if we have a whole diverse group of friendships and we have a party or we're throwing our extravaganza 40th or 30th, whatever it might be. Yeah. Other people that come to our parties or our events will connect and meet other people who are maybe similar to them. Right. Rather than us just going to a party where it's all gay people or all straight people or one specific type of person, there's a bunch of different types of people who are either like you or similar to you or who understand you. A hundred percent, because I do think that we struggled with this a bit. It was hard for us to move to a new country for me, you know, you, you're from here, but yeah, but I moved back. When you grew up here, you had a lot of girlfriends, and then you moved to LA, and you made a lot of different types of friends. And mm-hmm. when we moved back here together, we had such a great circle of people around us. But at the same time, we didn't have any gay friends. We also wanted to expand our friendships. Yeah, and once you do that, and you bring everyone together, some awesome stuff starts to happen. Because yeah. even at our wedding, like we had lots of different groups of friends interact with one another, and we even have friends who are now friends independent from us yeah you know, they have their own like thing going on and that's so awesome to know that you created that created and helped foster that you absolutely know? so anyone who's listening and feeling that they can benefit by opening up their circle of friends a bit and looking for some people that look like them or that have similar shared experiences i think it's such an incredible thing to work towards and if you do want to jump on grinder or bumble bff i think if you're really transparent and open just about communicate. what you're looking and what yeah. you're wanting like then you hopefully attract that absolutely maybe a date as well but you know <laughs> if it turns into that it's that on this episode, we talked about why you need gay friends. Yes. How to make them. Yes. How to keep them. Uh-huh. And when to let them go. Hello. And we also talked about why it's important to have a bit of diversity in your friendship circles, to have some other lived experiences, but also have people that look like you, that also have some shared experiences so that you can feel seen, but that you can also have a network of friends that offer a variety of value to Absolutely. your life. Absolutely. And everyone has a story to share. Everyone's been through their own struggles. Everyone's had their own life experiences. And we all need to hear that story and learn from one another because- Everyone has something valuable to share. 100%. So please be our friend. Yes, reach out to us. We're always open to meeting new friends. We love gay friends. Yes. Yes. To start off this friendship beautifully, make sure you follow us on Instagram and send us a message and connect and look into some of our other episodes that we've previously shared on Modern Gays. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.